Christmas. This will be the last installment on this, uh, this series that we've been in called Good News, Great Joy for All People. Good news, great joy for all people. And we get this from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. You know the passage well. Uh, some of you may know it from Charlie Brown. But Linus, Linus says this, and I, can, I told you this last couple of weeks. It's, it's very hard for me to read this without hearing Linus's voice. And so, so here we go. Luke 2, 8 through 10. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. I want you to, I want you to read that with me out loud, starting with I bring. Will you do that? Here we go. I bring, come on, good news that will cause great joy for all people. Wow. What a message. What a message from angelic beings when they show up. And we see, we know anytime an angel shows up in the Bible, someone gets scared. And I don't have time to go into that. And I know some of you have this idea about these angels that just float around on clouds and they're chubby and, you know, and they're, and they're shooting bow and arrow. That's not an angel, dude. I'm telling you. Every time an angel shows up in the Bible, it's because they're coming from a palatial kingdom called heaven where everything is perfect and the power and the majesty of, of God reigns for every day. Now watch this. You've you got to get who is giving this message. These angels who know the perfectness of heaven Yet they see the the sin-stained world. And so they're saying, listen, we understand the the predicament that you're in because you live in sin, but we come from perfection. And this is going to be good news. There's a child that's going to be born. It's good news. It's going to cause great joy for all people. And if you're a Christ follower and you're here today, and I know some of you and I know you're Christians, you should be smiling right now. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. This is, it's Christmas is good news that I'll preach to you. Good news that causes great joy for all people. I love Christmas because there's no better time in, in, the, in, the, in the calendar year to share the gospel of Jesus Christ than Christmas time. You can't spell Christmas without Christ. This culture can try to take everything else it can and push and, and war against us, this Babylonian ideology culture that we live in. But, but there's no way around. Christmas is about Christ. So, so I get a little excited when I talk about Christmas. And, and I get excited because it's for all people. We celebrate this gospel. It's good news. It's great joy because it's for all people. So let's get into this. Number one. Number one, good news for all people. Luke 19, 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus was born so that he could find us. Jesus was born so that we could spend eternity with God in heaven. He was born to come find you and I. Chris, this is good news for all people. You cannot separate yourself from the gospel. It's not for the, the those that reach a certain status in life of being good, because my friend, none of us are good, okay? On your best day, you're not 
really good. It's the grace of God that allows us to be good. And so it's good news for all people. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Think about this for a second. When you were, you were a child and did you ever play hide and seek with your, your mom or your dad? Anybody? Yes. Two of you? Awesome. Uh, 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 so, so, so how terrible of a parent would you be if you told your kid to go hide and you never went and looked for him? <laughs> Date night! <laughs> Somebody just got a great idea. We got like 30 minutes alone. No, when you were a child and you play hide and seek with your, your, your mom and your dad, you wanted to be found at some point, right? That, that's the fun. And, and you play with a little three or four-year-old and you act like you don't know where they're at. Now, I wonder where they're at. I wonder where they're at. You know, and, they're, and, and they're giggling just loud enough for you to hear them, right? Because they want to be found. Friend, I would submit to you today that we live in a world full of people who are lost that want to be found. And if you're, if you're watching online or you're listening online or you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, or maybe you have a, a skewed view of who Jesus really is and who God is. God is love. He loved us so much. He sent his only son to die for us. Jesus came. It's good news that caused great joy for all people. He came to seek out those that were lost. And, and, and we live in a world full of people that are hurting and they want to be found. And they don't understand that God came to find them. This unbelievable idea of the, the, the good news and great joy for all people. John 1.12 says, but as, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Anyone, if you believe in your heart and confess through your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. It says right here, to those who believe in his name. That's you and I. Good news for all people. And you might think, well, you know what? I, I'm, just, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not good enough for God. You don't understand. You don't understand what I've done. You don't understand what a mess of my life I've made. You don't understand the things that I've done. You don't understand. I, I just don't feel worthy of God's love. I just don't feel, I just don't feel that I'm good enough for that good news. I, I don't feel joy because I, I, I feel dirty. I, 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 don't, I don't feel good enough. I feel like God judges me because of things that I, I've done. Well, well I, I thought we would, we would just hit that head on. If you, if you read the genealogy, of, of Jesus and Matthew, and, and I can't, I don't have time to read it all, nor can I pronounce all the names correctly, but if you look at Hebrew 11.31, Hebrews 11.31, by faith, now this is the faith chapter in Hebrews, by faith, the harlot, prostitute, Rahab, did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. You remember the story. The spies come to spy out the land and Rahab the prostitute hides the spies. So when the, the city was destroyed, God spared her life. She winds up in the hall of fame of faith in this. But watch where else she is. You go over to Matthew. Matthew 1, 5 through 6, Simon begot Boaz by who? Rahab. She was a prostitute. She's in the genealogy of Jesus. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. Jesse begot David the king. And if we fast forward through the genealogy, go to this next scripture, Matthew 1, 16. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. It's good news for everyone. You get that? The prostitute made the grave. She, wow, I was right. Read your Bible. She's in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. 
Why is she in there? Because Jesus is screaming every chance he gets. It's not about you being perfect. It's about God being perfect and Jesus being perfect and God loving humanity enough that he would send his only son to die for us, to be born and live a sinless life, then to die for us. Friend, let me tell you, none of us are good enough. Jesus was good enough. And it's for all people. Rahab made the grade. I believe you and I can make the grade through the grace of of Jesus Christ. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Number two. It's great joy for all people. It's good news for all people, and it's great joy for all people. I, I, I want you to get this because this time of year is we can be so tempted to focus on what we don't have or who we don't have our the, the things that are going wrong in our lives because it would seem that we look around and the 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 dream of of what the world would sell you at this time of year it would it, it, and you don't have the things the world says you should have and you look around and every all the commercials are smiling and everyone's smiling and there's bells ringing and and you look at this family and you think oh they they must be perfect look how much they, did you see their christmas card <laughs> you know, you know how long it took to get that christmas card <laughs> smacking their kids around you better smile <laughs> That's why we never did Christmas cards. <laughs> it just run the whole, it was, the concept would be ruined with us. Anyway, but, but it's great joy for all people. Now, now, now watch this. Remember, we're focusing on the idea of all people. Matthew 2, 9 through 11. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceed, with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures and they presented him to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So we, we refer to these as the wise men, right? They, they go on a trek to find Jesus. And so when they get there, they, they rejoice ex- with exceedingly great joy. This season is not about gifts. It's not about being perfect. It's about rejoicing in the fact that a Christ, a Savior, was born. Now, remember, we're talking about all people. Now, you you go to this next scripture. That's the wise men. If you would have kept reading in Luke chapter 2. And so we read 8 through 10. Now, who did the angels show up to talk to? Shepherds. Now, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Verse, is that it? Okay, so it says 20. We need to change that before the next service because I'll do the same thing again. Um, it's a cool thing about it. The third service gets the perfect one. I'm just kidding. You, you, you get the best one. You're my favorite service. And no, I don't tell everyone that. Check this out. Check this out. The wise men 
who were packing these gifts worth a lot of money. Some, uh, some theologians would say that was, that was uh, the money that helped start Jesus' ministry as he grew up and, and, and helped fund. And here, here are wise men who were very rich, who were wise men who, who had what the world says. That, I mean, this was the elite of the society. They had wisdom, they had money, they had, and then there are the shepherds. The shepherds, it, it wasn't really a job that you it, like went on whatever job research website you go on. I mean, sh- that back then you didn't go to monster.com or whatever it is and type in shepherd. It was one of those, it was one of those jobs you just kind of fell into if you didn't like to shave. <laughs> or shower. You know, if you just wanted to just kind of, yeah, man, I think I'll. I think, I'll, I think I'll watch some sheep for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? For all people, it's joy for all people. I think it's very interesting that Jesus refers to himself as a shepherd many times. Referring, identifying with, with the lowly, identifying with the common person. I think that the point to understand here and, and, and the point that, that I'm trying to make is that it's joy for all people from the shepherds to the wise men and everybody in between from the crackhead under the bridge to the rich person living in the, in the biggest house you can imagine. It's for everyone. The, God, the good news that causes great joy is for everyone. It's for the shepherd, the wise men, and everyone in between. You cannot disconnect yourself. You cannot separate yourself. It doesn't matter what you've done, how much you've let people around you down. It doesn't matter. Jesus still loves you. He was born into a sin-filled world to bring joy to the world. The Lord has come. It's good news that causes great joy for all people. And so the dichotomy between, and, and that's why I love Coastline Community Church so much, because we don't judge people here uh, because of their economic status. We don't judge people here by what they drive. We, we, now, you get a new car, we're going to celebrate with you because we want some of that anointing to rub off on us, right? Man, did you see what they were driving? That's why you ain't got a new car yet. You got to rejoice. Say, hey, can I get in the passenger seat? Let's put some worship music on. Roll, roll the top back. Let's ride down A1A. Beachfront Avenue. <laughs> yeah. For all people. For let us never become a church. It has to be a certain type of person to walk through those doors to feel comfortable. If you ever look down at someone, the spirit of slap is going to come on me, and I'm going to tell you about it. You don't look down at people. The angels came to the shepherds. And the wise men, and the gospel is good news that causes great joy for everyone in between. Isn't that good? Oh, my goodness. That, I, I prayed this morning as I was coming to church, and then I just prayed, Lord, would you start, start with me in my own faith at this personal idea of Christmas time as, as a Christian? God, would you allow, allow that joy to bubble over in me first? And, 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 the, the, and two words came to my mind, humble and gratefulness. Not humble and kind. Humble and gratefulness. And, and me and God, just he just kind of gave me a big hug. I felt like in my spirit. And it was like, yeah, that's the idea there, Jason. Yeah, you're busy this time of year. Yeah, everybody's running crazy. But, but yeah, that's the idea. Humble and gratefulness. And enjoy the joy. God, would you let that joy bubble up in my heart? See, because I believe this book. I'm not pretending. 
I'm not celebrating Christmas because it's just what we do December 25th. I'm celebrating Christmas because my Savior, that's when we celebrate his birthday. He's my Savior. And it means something to me internally. And so I would pray that for you. Wherever you're at, let the joy of the Lord fill your soul during this holiday season. And if you're a Christ follower, let that that joy be a reality of the fact that, that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Let it bubble over, even if you don't feel like it. Let, it let, let the joy of the Lord, and let that joy bubble over into those around you. And let the centric, can't say it, circles. <laughs> like you throw a stone in the water. I'm not going to try to say it again. Yep. Don't say it. The ripple effect. That's the redneck version. Let the ripple effect of that joy flow to those around you and let it, let it wash over them and then let it wash over into a lost and dying world who are looking to be found. That's why we celebrate Christmas. So it's good news. It's a cause for great joy. And then it's great joy for all people. It's hope for all people. Hope for all people. A person who has lost hope has lost, I would say hope is the oxygen of the soul. You got you to hang on to hope. You have to hang on to hope. Jesus Christ is our blessed hope. The hope that we will, we will see our loved ones again that have gone before us. The hope that we'll stand before God one day. The hope that there is a place called heaven. The hope that there will be full restoration. The hope that we will be made into his likeness. The hope that, that even though... See, the enemy loves to take hope. And many times he takes hope by our own mistakes. But let me tell you, friends, if you allow it, hope floats. I preached a message called Hope Floats one time when that movie was out and all the women just swooned. <laughs> when I said, I mentioned Hope Floats. Oh. Luke 2, 25-32. And behold, there was a man in Now watch this, Hope. Hope. If you have nothing to hope for today, I want you to hope for the day that you meet Jesus. It's coming. Luke 2, 25-32. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So now there's a promise. There's a promise to Simeon, and Simeon's hanging on to that promise. There's such a powerful, powerful hope that comes when you get a promise from God and you hang on to it. I love being around people who who are just overcome with the vision that God's given them for their life or for their business because it's contagious. And so now Simeon has this promise, I'm not going to die until I see the Messiah. And so he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law. So he was a devout man. He was a man of the Spirit. And he came into the temple via the Holy Spirit, so the Spirit filled. Brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Oh, what a statement. 
For my eyes, he's holding, holding this baby. This is baby. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. What a statement Simeon is making right here in the fact, he, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. This is a prophecy. This is, it's not, up until this point, the Jews are, Jews are going, Messiah, when are you going to come? When are you going to save us? And Simeon's like, no, that's not where it's going to stop. Now we know Paul took that a step further and planted churches, but even right here in Luke, even at the very beginning, even when Jesus was a baby, He's saying, look, a light has come, and a light has come to bring revelation. Revelation of what? God's love, not just to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles, which means all people groups, which means good news, great joy for everyone. And the glory of your people, Israel. Man, I'm telling you, you think about hope. You think about this idea of hope and and how, how much the enemy fights for our hope. Because again, it's the oxygen of the human soul. You, know, you think about people with a broken spirit. And, and, and you try to come around them and, and help them and love them. And, but but it's, a, it's a rough thing to lose hope. It's a dark place to lose hope. And, and Simeon was hanging on to a promise that God had given him. And and, and this book right here is full of promises for you and I that you can hang on to today. That you can hang on to not just during Christmas time, but throughout the year. You can have hope. You can have hope that that wayward child is going to come home and come back to Christ. You can have hope that that marriage is going to be restored. You can have hope that joy is going to come again. Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And you might say, that I've been waiting on the sun to come up a long time. Don't give up. Because if you don't quit, you can't lose. Keep hoping. Don't lose hope. It's hope for all people. That's what Christmas is about. It's about the birth of Christ. And the birth of Christ brings hope to all people. To all people. The word Gentiles right there, that was, that was to the extent that anybody would ever think that, oh, never, our Christ is not coming for the Gentiles. He's coming for his people. No, no. He's kind of, he came for everyone. Good news to cause great joy for everyone. I love Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a... Wow. That's God speaking. That's God speaking to someone's heart today, right now, right here in this room. He's not, he's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He stands with outstretched arms looking to love you. He wants to love you. He wants to love you through the hell you're going through. Wow. He wants to give you a hope. He wants to give you a future. And a hope for a future. Man, I, I didn't plan on spending this much time on this point because I got eight points today. <laughs> if you're visiting with us, I don't have eight points. But, but I just feel really led by the Holy Spirit right now. There are people in this room that are struggling to hang on to hope. And, and the devil's lying to you right now. He's lying to you saying that things will never get better. And can I tell you, they're going to get better. You don't lose hope. You hang on day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, moment by moment. Hang on to hope. Let hope pull you through. 
let hope pull you through to a future and a destiny that you thought you had lost. Wow. Hope springs eternal. I want you to hear that. If I've, if I've ever stood before you in any church service and all the thousands of times I've preached to you, I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is, is working through me right now at this very moment. And I want you to hear that. There are those of you in this room right now, multiple people who have lost hope. Let hope be restored at this very moment. Let hope be restored. Whatever the lie the enemy is telling you right now, you know what? Take it captive. Bring it under the obedience of Jesus Christ and his word. And his word says you're the apple of his eye. His word says that, that he loves you so much he sent his only son to die for you. Hope. Future and hope. I want you to hear that. Last thing, number four. We think about good news for great joy for all people. A personal invitation for all people. <laughs> Check this out. So, so Jason, you, you just get excited about Christmas because you're a pastor. I get excited about Christmas because I'm a child of God. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I've accepted Christ as my personal Savior. And that began on the day that I understood that, that God was extending to me a personal invitation. How did he do that? Matthew one twenty three says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Hallelujah. A child is born. A king has come from a palatial kingdom of heaven down to this, this sin-filled earth to do what we could not do to fulfill the law, to walk the face of this earth, with no sin, to be the perfect sacrifice for us, Emmanuel, God with us. Do not separate yourself from the fact that God came to this earth. Jesus came to this earth to extend a personal relationship, an invitation to you, not to the person sitting next to you, not to grandma or grandpa, not to mom or dad, not to Uncle Joe or Aunt Sue. You, you, came to extend a personal invitation. Emmanuel, God with us. The Bible says, I believe it's in John. The Bible says, John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, God with us. Make this Christmas of Christmas when the reality of a real Christ becomes real in your own life. A personal invitation to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of you in this room, oh yeah, I got saved when I was nine years old, but are you having that relationship? Yeah, that's like saying, yeah, we got married 20 years ago. I talked to her about twice since then. No, I'm talking about that ongoing personal relationship that he extends, personal. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The teacher stepped out from behind the desk and walked among the students. And thank God he did. Thank God we celebrate Christmas. Thank God for his great, gracious and love. Thank God that Jesus came full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. Maybe this year when you say Merry Christmas to someone, and I challenged you last week to do that everywhere you go. Now, now you can't do it frowning. 
like some most of you are doing right now. You got to do it smiling. You know, I told you there are uh, stores that you work at that their employees are not allowed to say Merry Christmas unless you say it to them first. I could not work at one of those stores. But if you do, I pray grace for you. And then we're all going to come by your store and say, Merry Christmas. And then you can say, well, somebody said it today, so I'm going to say it all day. Because a child is born, Emmanuel, God with us. The word became flesh. The one who was, was in, in the beginning. The one that everything that we know was created in him and through him. And, and he, he becomes flesh in the form of a, a child. In the form of a child. And it's good news. It's a cause for great joy. It's, it's for everyone. It's for all people. It's for everyone. It's for all people. That's why we have missionaries all over this world that we support. Because it's for all people. But you don't have to go across the sea. You can go across the street. It's for all people. Man, let that get... I, don't, I know some of you, and, and, and I know right now, you're going through living hell on earth. Let the good news cause some great joy. Because it is good news that brings joy for all people. Not to spoil the ending, but everything's going to be okay. Wow. Personal invitation. You look at this next scripture, Revelation twenty two seventeen, and the Spirit and the Bride says, Come and let him who hears say, Come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. I love that word, freely. Freely, especially this time of year when everybody wants my money. They can't have it because <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Freely. Salvation is given freely. And then the last scripture we'll look at today, personal invitation, a personal invitation. It's good news. Personal invitation for all people. Revelation 3.20, behold, this is Jesus. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I love this analogy. I love the simplicity of the gospel. Right? Because we can all understand doors. Right? Right? Okay. Just making sure you've seen a door. Well, for most of us, we understand doors. We understand the concept of knocking on the door before we enter a room, if it's not our own room. Correct? Okay. So I love the simplicity of the gospel and Jesus is breaking it down just as simple as he can. I'm standing at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. I was knocking when I was born. I was knocking when I lived a sinless life. I was knocking when I overcame temptation. I was knocking on that cross. I was knocking in the grave. I was knocking when I came out of the grave and I'm still knocking. He's knocking at the door of the heart of humanity. And this is what he says. He says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door. In other words, if anybody hears that love that I displayed on the cross. If you can hear that love and understand it. And it begins to invade your heart and your mind. Anyone hears my, if anyone, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door. I will come in and dine with him and he with me. If anyone, good news for great joy for all people. If anyone hears that voice. If anyone 
under the sound of my voice today understands that Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking and he wants in and he wants to sit. I love that. He wants to come in and dine with you. I don't know that he necessarily means sup with you, eat with you. What do you mean? I want to do life with you. That's an expression of life. You got to eat to live. He's saying, if you'll open the door, I will come into your life. I will change your life. I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll stick closer than a brother. I'll be in the storm with you. I'll be in the boat with you. I'll speak to the wind and the waves when I need to. I will be with you. All you got to do is open the door. It's up to you. The ball's in your court. He's knocking. He's knocking. He's knocking in love. Oh, man. I pray that the reality of a Christ, a Savior, the reality of this story we call the Christmas story will become so real to those of us who have known Jesus for a long time and so real for maybe those of us who have never accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Maybe that's you. And maybe you feel the Holy Spirit. You feel Jesus knocking on the door of your heart today. Maybe you feel that. And you're ready to open that door. And you're ready to, to surrender your life to Jesus and start this new life, this, this hope, this Jesus full of grace and truth. Would you bow your head all over this place? Maybe that's you. You say, Jason, that's me. I need to be saved. I need to be saved. Everyone's heads bowed here in the overflow room. No one's moving around unless you have to. I need to give my, I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus Christ. What are you asking me, Jay? Are you asking me about joining this church? No. Are you asking me if I'm going to be perfect? No. I'm simply asking you if you're ready to open the door of your heart and allow him to come in and do life with you. That's what salvation is. If, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. So all over this room right now, all over this place, say, I need Jesus Christ in my life. I need to know Jesus as my personal Savior. We slip your hand up. I see your hand. I see your hand. Just put it right back. I see your hand. Just put it right back down. More importantly, God sees it. That's your confessing right now. That's what you're doing. You're confessing. Anyone else before we pray? If you raised your hand, pray this prayer with me and Afterwards, Maryland's up under the screen by this table, and this table's got a book and a Bible and a book of devotion, seven days. <clears throat> but right where you sit right now, just, just say this prayer with me. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your only son to die for me. And right now, I'm receiving that gift of salvation. And in my heart, I believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I believe he lived a sinless life. I'm confessing that he is my Lord and Savior. I believe he took my death and sin on the cross. I believe they placed him in a grave. I believe he rose from that grave on the third day. And I believe he's coming back for me one day. So right now, personally, God, I realize that no one else can do this for me. But personally, I open the door to my heart. And I'm inviting you in. And by virtue of the promise of your word, you're coming into my heart right now. And I'm being made into a new creation. For you came to seek and to save those which were lost. 
And you found me today, God, and I thank you for that. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen. Say we're-